welcome to the very first episode of occasionally right so i'm quite happy to have a podcast i'm very happy and thank you to everybody who participated on the poll that i put out on twitter asking if i should um, do a podcast or youtube or a blog i'm quite happy with the decision that came out on top which is the podcast because now that i imagine it like if this was a blog i'll have to punctuate pop properly i'll have to edit <sighs> while i really want to give you guys my best i don't want to kill myself while at it and if this was a youtube channel i'll have to look nice for you guys like right now i may be high but you can't see my eyes so you can't tell that right nice eyes guys okay um so the topic for the day is feminism in the nigerian and african context it's a topic that i love thank you Iriolua, for suggesting it i absolutely love this topic so i also asked again on twitter what my first episode should be about well i didn't ask because i didn't have content <laughs> um don't get it twisted i asked because i had too much content the exact opposite and i needed streamlining i was overwhelmed i needed help the other suggestion that one i don't have the range for it's sexual abuse in the fashion and banking industry in nigeria and the silencing of victims i think i don't have the range for it i might have the range for it later but in this podcast i'm not trying to be right but i'm not trying to be wrong either i feel like to do that topic justice i'll need to invite a co-speaker who is very knowledgeable in that space um yeah and getting a co-speaker for the first episode felt like too much effort for me but with this topic um feminism in the nigerian and african context is also another conversation much like the first one that needs to be had it needs to be had and we live it we experience it we talk about it in different ways indirectly and directly so it's an important conversation and i feel like i did it justice well listen and judge for yourself i guess (laughs) um so let's get into it feminism in the nigerian and african context um i'll be answering some questions that i have asked myself about five of them um i feel like this will help me do the topic justice at least on an introductory level um an introduction sort of thing i think it'll help me be more concise and kind of like give (laughs) like not ramble throughout the entire podcast um and to be able to just like express myself in a better way so the first question is is feminism african um okay feminism as most of us have come to understand it has its origins in the struggles of women in europe and north america well and white women too in white women in colonial situations too that said the core idea that feminism is based on the core idea of challenging the status quo of male dominance on behalf of women as a class has existed in africa even 
the Western world in general before feminism as a term became a thing. So the question shouldn't be, is feminism African? The question is, is feminism applicable to Africa? The suffering, disenfranchisement and marginalization of millions of African women and girls say a big fat yes. Um, Feminism is much like any other French English word, no different from shirt, cup, house. Um, Wherever there is significant systemic inequality, there will be resistance. Feminism is simply the name of the resistance and global movement against patriarchal oppression. To say feminism is un-African is to lie that patriarchy doesn't exist in Africa and even worse to suggest that African women are incapable of resisting gendered oppression. This is an insult. Um, It is, it's an insult. The second question is, is African feminism a valid term? I personally don't completely believe so, but but I don't but I but I understand it. On a base level, the idea that African feminism addresses specific cultural issues um, that pertain to the complex experiences faced by women on the African continent—that I, I completely support. And I get it, right? Facing our specific issues, I get that. Um, But as said, Africa is not a monolith. It's not homogeneous. Um, Yes, there are some cultural and historical common ground, but not enough to erase the significant variants that exist in Africa. Um, Let's see. Um, the unique influence, for instance, of French colonialism and Islam, as well as a strong literary, literary rather, base of Tunisian feminism, differs from South Africa, where, um, due to the living in a racially charged society, the feminists there have to a significant level intellectually aligned with african-american feminism um, cherishing rich theoretical debates um, and relating to work from women like kimberly crenshaw and work in general that addresses um, the intersections of race and sexism or you compare to morocco where there is a main vivid divide between secular trends and islamic trends in their feminism or the distance between that and um, Nigeria and Ghana that have banked on the centuries old Western African practice trade and market women's associations are standing out as the most enduring women's association in these parts. The cocoa is <laughs> it's broad right um, Africa is wide and the feminist history or the history of the African women's movement cannot be treated as just one thing. It's variant from country to country and even within countries it's variant per culture. So I don't really think that African feminism is 
a valid term but i but i understand it at least just on the base level of addressing our specific cultural issues um outside of like the western world and the western gaze um the third question is i'm laughing because i really didn't want this podcast to be like super academic I'm, I'm such a nerd i'm actually trying to be down to it i don't know if you can tell um if it's working good if not i guess <laughs> so the third question what has african feminism done first i don't like to say african feminism not because it isn't an accurate way to describe the women's movement here it may or may not be most likely may but what i know for sure is that it might be a bit forward or imposing to say african feminism as opposed to african women's movement right when i'm talking about the history of of gender inequality and gender issues here right i prefer to use african women's movement because i don't know these women didn't say they were feminists even though in action they were but i feel like it's a little forward and imposing to just put a tag on them that they never came out themselves to say they were but that's just a personal thing um so back to the question in the 1960s second wave feminism in the west came about because women realized that formal equality did not alter much for women um, they still had to face significant marginalization and dehumanization. So popular as well as academic literature started to ask to understand why women remain secondary subjects. Um, why? Why did formal equality not mean shit um, for women? And because of these different strands of feminism also arose socialist, liberal, radical, etc. While all this was happening, women in the developing world took notes that they were not being debated with, rather they were being um, debated about. Um, it wasn't like they were part of the conversation. There were parts of the conversations that were about them, which was sad. Even more importantly, but but realistically, I don't I don't think people carry a matter on your chest. It's your duty to carry your own matter on your chest. Um, nobody goes around caring so much about the other person. At the end of the day, that's human nature. We should, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, and even more importantly, many of the African like independence movements became prominent at that time and in Africa women's issues and issues of gender equality were treated as secondary the idea was um, development first and maybe women later so feminism was seen as an individualistic venture that put african women against african men for about 30 decades african women's movements really slowed down in nigeria for instance um I think this paled in comparison to the women's resistance against men who harmed pregnant women in Agbaja in 1910, or say the 3,000 women's march against a market toll in 1924 Calabar, or 
from Lyra Ransom Kuti and the 10,000 women who marched in 1949 against the ruling Alake, who was basically a colonial puppet at the time. Or say the 1929 Aba Women's War, a militant and effective protest, the very first women's anti-colonial revolt in the entire West Africa. I mean, African women shaped the continent pre-independence to a great extent. Um, even though we know that a lot of their impact and efforts are on that documented, again, thanks to patriarchy, from the little that was documented, we can see their hands and the work that they put in um, to the continent's pre-independence and in fighting for our independence. Um, BBTT of Tanzania and her charismatic speeches sold anti-colonial ideas and ideals to the masses she unified women and empowered them to stand up against colonial rule my point is women were fucking shit up pre-independence and it wasn't until the 1990s that the african women's movement became especially visible again um Women's organizations were increasingly categorized and characterized by their associational autonomy from government and dominant political party. Um, we were in, we were moving to a more independent place, right? Whereas the 30 years after independence, a lot of these movements, a lot of the organization, I wouldn't even call them movement, for women were government-backed and they had to bow to the demands of government or the agendas of government. But no, this had changed. In the 90s, women's organization, they started to acquire their own resources. They selected their own leaders. They forged their own agendas. They built rapport with the UN and figured out a way to benefit from global gender reforms in work, education, and politics. Most of their work focused on welfare and increasing women's participation in politics. They were relatively successful at this. Um, There was a significant increase in women's participation in politics and corporate life. Women till date in Africa make for 20% of speakers in African Parliament, which is 6% above the global average. Um, Women also accumulated tons of skills in the 90s, and over 60% parliamentarians in Rwanda are women. Um, Even though Rwanda's um, situation is very specific, but at the end of the day, we moved ahead of even the global trends. Um, of women in politics and it's thanks to a lot of these movements in the 90s but many of these women who took part in these movements they refused the feminist tag because it still carried a stigma and a lot of their work kind of focused on classed women but at the end of the day let's call it spade a spade they left something significant for us to build upon um, to summarize African women's movements, whether they bear the feminist 
tag or not have achieved a lot like from decolonization to peacekeeping during civil wars to economics to politics they have shaped how global conversations around balancing human rights with development can be done um, so the fourth question is western influence an issue uh, <laughs> this one is i have such a complicated viewpoint on this but i'll try to simplify i'll try um yes and no and to be honest this is not a new conversation west african feminists have argued that womanism and black feminism are not part of african feminism as they majorly pertain to african women of the diaspora and not continental african women um, this is all the way back into the 80s that they've posed this argument right um, stiwanism modernism fem- femalism abifemalism i don't even know how to pronounce it nigo feminism and snail sense feminism they're all i ideological frameworks by Nigerian feminist theorists um, seeking to define feminism through their unique cultural lenses, therefore challenging Western um, um, feminist, or I call them feminist ideologies, right? So in 1976, for instance, the Association of African Research and um, Development, yes, the Association of African Research and Development, yeah, they formed themselves in 1976. And it's... No, Association of African Women. Yes, African Women's Research and Development. Because the shot is like our word or something like that in 1976. And the creation was partly because of the experiences of some African women... um, the experiences that they encountered first at the 1975 UN conference in Mexico and the 1976 women's conference in Wellesley College. Um, many of the women, they felt that like Western women were trying to set agendas that didn't align with their own priorities here in Africa. They also rejected the condescending and patronizing attitudes of Western scholars towards them. A problem still very glaring today, I must add. Like, if you, I've had, I've personally been in so many of these arguments on Twitter where we're having conversations about, like, just the condescending nature of Western scholars, especially African. Um, feminists in diaspora or who have embraced diasporan theories they they have a condescending tone to how they address continental african feminists west african feminists to be particular so this is not a new thing um and people already noticed this as way back in the in in the 70s so of course western feminism is an issue and has always been so but it doesn't always have to be this way. I mean, Western feminists, including African feminists with a diasporan approach, should have a genuine listening ear for the experiences and ideas that feminists on the continent develop 
and they should be okay with rejection. Um, Feminist here will reject many of their ideas, always have and always will. We are thinking beings with our own minds. Similarly, feminists on the continent should embrace the power and efficiency that will come from not trying to like reinvent the wheel and by keeping a genuinely open mind. Both of us, we get for hand and on both sides and there's so much more that can happen if we let our guards down a little. Um, so the last question what of Nigerian feminism today? This one is going to be like my own mini salmon because, yeah, I feel like I have, I'm very active in the, in this space and I can give my own salmon preach <laughs> on this. Um, yeah, so finally, it's like the stigma is losing power, yeah? Many young women are becoming much more comfort, comfortable with identifying as feminists um while we have rejected the fear of being labeled man-hating feminists we must also look to inherit the um, agility practicality and militancy of our pre-independent foremothers we need to have like real conversations about cultural reform tribe by tribe we're a diverse people that's something we need to come to terms with the oldest women's civil society organization in Sierra Leone um, is a Christian one. It was established in 1915. So faith and religion is something that is important for many African and to be more specific, Nigerian women. So is culture. So we must determine strategies that are effective at pushing our agenda, not alienating the mass of Nigerian women who can make this shit happen. I mean... For us, relatable conversations that challenge the everyday woman to look at her immediate everyday life and want more um, should be celebrated and prioritized. These are the conversations we should be having, point blank. We have the body to not leave women behind. Um, we live in an undemocratic democracy with diverse cultures, poverty and illiteracy, <laughs> saddening. Um, but but we can't tell who our allies are. We can't tell who the women who are going to take the, the mantle. We can't tell who they are if they can't even hear us, right? So our goal now is to announce to Nigerian women in general in relatable ways that feminism is here to stay, is here to occupy. Um, we've let go of the empowerment welfare driven organizations of the 90s not let go of the organization but their style of organization of the 90s now we've em- embraced a journey to not needing it we want to get to the point where we don't need women don't need to be empowered we we've cut the tree at the root right we we've gotten rid of the patriarchy i can't remember the tanzanian feminist now who said this um in the 80s i think but she was saying something about how um she was saying something about how feminism um no not feminism how the woman women's movement 
was pretty much like a boat without sail because of patriarchy, right? And she was talking about how the efforts to get women better welfare, better opportunity was just like nowhere near its full potential because patriarchy was still a doom, a shadow of doom hanging over all of their efforts. So we as young feminists now need to make that announcement in very relatable ways that we're focusing on getting the tree out from the roots. We're not afraid to identify as feminists. We're not afraid to challenge male supremacy and male dominance. Um, A major challenge is to change um, the general consciousness. Many young Nigerians now know about consent. Many are more willing to revise their marriages. Many are more aware of the unique struggles women face just existing. Um, We aren't perfect, nowhere near perfect. We'll talk more about that in another episode. Um, But I'm very convinced that we're on the right path. I am. I just think that if we have more honest conversations, we continue to do so and continue on the path that we're on. We're headed somewhere great. So thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you. See you in the next episode. Bye.